Este mensaje se repetirá en español para toda la gente aquella que no sabe inglés. You're listening to the L.A. Castro Show. El podcast. Premium entertainment. For free. Bueno, lo que dice el hombre aquí es que el show es gratis porque las cosas están malas. Así que disfrútenlo. You're listening to El Podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. So we're going to do this podcast in a way we haven't done in a while. We're going to go live on Facebook and we're going to be taking some of your questions, some of your comments. It's something that we, we haven't done in a while, so we figured uh, this would be good. Rose Justiano wants to know what's for dinner. Rose, uh, interesting you asked that because last night, Emmeline went out with my ex-wife Sandra and her sister and they spent the night, you know, eating amazing food. And you know what I ate? Huh? I ate Chick-fil-A. That's what I ate. Okay. While <laughs> La Doctora was out with my ex-wife and her sister having like five-star menu meals. There's this thing here in Orlando called Magical Orlando or Magical Dining Orlando where these fancy restaurants give you like the appetizer, um, the dinner, and the dessert for $35. So that's what we decided to do yesterday. We decided to go out and have a nice dinner, just the girls. So uh, my Chick-fil-A was good, in case you want to know. So tonight, I figured uh, I got to have a better meal. So we're having dinner with my son, uh, and we're going to Olive Garden because my son is a very picky eater. I don't know where he gets it from. And there's only like three places he eats from. Olive Garden, Chick-fil-A, and any pizza restaurant. Maylene Portillo, and I think she's from Chicago, she wants to know if she can come to our wedding. Okay, Maylene, this is a question that we um, we get asked a lot, and it is a delicate subject because La Doctora and I disagree as to the number of guests that we should have at our wedding. I want to keep it at like 70, and she wants to bring in 370. So for me, it's like, look, let's keep it intimate so that we can enjoy it. I mean, Tito Nieves is going to be at our wedding. ¿Tú me entiendes? Our wedding is like an afterthought, okay? It's going to be like un concierto de Tito Nieves. So I want to be able to enjoy it. If I throw, you know, a concert for Tito Nieves and 370 people go, I'm just the host, really. I'm just the, the MC. I don't want to be the MC at my own wedding. I want to be front row. I want to be dancing and singing and recording Tito and acting a fool. I don't want to be entertaining people. Talking about, hey, are you guys having a good time? Okay, awesome. Fill out these raffle cards. Okay, so I, that's not me. This is my party. I want to keep it small so that I can enjoy it. But I have a lot of family and friends and I want them to go to the wedding. So I know that it's hard. The way I see it is it's like this is it's not a concert. It's our wedding. Our wedding comes first and foremost. And so this is for our friends and our family that love us. Us, you know, so they can share this special day with us. And that's why we're probably going to be engaged for like five years. Okay. Because we won't be able to settle on a guest list. Yeah. We're not having a 70 person wedding. You don't understand. If it were up to me, invite the, the least amount of people necessary. Like all I need is her and witnesses. That's it. Oh, and the person that's going to marry us. That's it. Aside from that, all I need is Tito and his band. And our parents and our siblings. And our nieces and nephews, what about them? All they want for us is to be happy, ¿verdad? Okay, well, I'm happy if I keep it small. And if it means they got to stay home, then I'm happy. And they should be happy that I'm happy. Any other questions? 
Maria Finucane says, I think you should have a raffle for your followers and you should pick two to come to the wedding. I'm not looking to increase my guest list, okay? And now you what you wanted me to open it up to some of my fans? Listen, I'm already worried that people are going to crash my wedding. That they're going to find out when it is, where it is, and they're just going to show up. And you know, my people, they show up, you know, they're getting in. A lot of the comments are about the wedding. Uh, a lot of people saying that um, you should keep it small that it's my first wedding, so just let me have what I want. So you can understand our dilemma, right? People say, you know, keep it small. They understand. If you've been married before, you know uh, the value of keeping it small. You also know that if it's your first wedding, you want it to go big, like a quinceañera. So I'm unfortunately in that position where I can't really um, fight for what I want because I've already been married twice. So it's like I've lost all credibility because I've done it twice right so anytime i'm like oh we should have 70 she's like oh why because when you had a lot it didn't work out well so i'm like okay good point right so i just have to hope that one day god comes to her in her sleep and he says to her do it for me keep it small this is god do as i say and i think even then she'd be like uh i don't think so god i'm gonna do things my way Puerto Ricans don't know what the definition of small is, says Virginia Flores. And that's the thing. Puerto Ricans don't know what a small wedding looks like. For a Puerto Rican, a small wedding is like under 300. Ay, solamente tuviste 200 personas. Ay, bendito. Eso no es nada. Eso es como un cumpleaños. I mean, I have more. En la quinceañera, we had 700. ¿Tú me entiendes? So, since we don't know the meaning, right? If 200 is too little, then let's just cut it down to 70. I'm afraid that if I tell my family I'm cutting it to 70, they'll be like, uh, entonces no va nadie. No nos quiere. Ah, ¿qué te hicimos? ¿Por qué estás enfogonado con nosotros? What kind of food are you having at the wedding? Spanish, appetizers, main meal? It's a great question. But the way you should ask that question is not what are you having, but rather who's paying for it. So you know that when you marry young, your parents are happy for you. They're encouraging you most of the time, right? And they're like, oh my God, let us pay for it, right? That's tradition. We want to pay for it. And you're like, okay. So you meet with a caterer. I'm speaking from experience. Emily doesn't really know what I'm talking about. So you meet with a caterer and you have all these samples, right? Oh, and we can have steak. Oh, let me try it. Oh my God, this is amazing. And let me try the chicken. Oh, let me try the fish. It's like a free lunch. Would you like these with roasted potatoes? And you're like, claro. How about some arroquizado? Claro que sí. How about some platano maduros? Sure, right? And then they give the bill to the bride's parents or whoever's paying. You never even see the bill. You're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then when it's your turn to pay, you go, uh, hold on. How much is the steak? Uh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> wait, wait. How much is the fish? Uh, we don't even like fish, okay? And why do we need roasted potatoes? What happened to French fries? What's wrong with French fries? We can eat French fries. We're used to French fries. Because when you're paying, all of a sudden, you don't feel so generous. So if it were up to me, I'd have like chicken nuggets, like a big box of chicken nuggets, the way my mom would welcome us for dinner when she'd come home late from work. She'd be like, okay, tengo, tengo 20 piece McDonald's chicken nugget para que coman. No peleen, que lo que hay son 20. Eso es lo que compré y eso es lo que van a comer. 
right? Or, or like little pieces of chopped up hot dogs, the way my aunt would like feed us when I'd stay over at our house over the summers. She would just have like a big platter of hot dogs cut up into little pieces with like a pool of ketchup on the side with little toothpicks. And she'd be like, Mera, ya está la comida, le hice hot dog. They say hostog, they come on hostog. And you, you take the toothpick and you grab the visa hot dog and you dip it in ketchup and you ate it. And you know what? That was fancy because it had toothpicks. I thought that was like high class. So yeah, that's what I would have. Nuggets and pieces of hot dogs. Okay. Maybe con jugo. Maybe. They so que tu pones like a big jar of water and you drop like a bunch of tang, right? Or jugo de polvo. And you mix it up. Maybe I give you that. Like chicken nuggets con canto de hostog con fruit punch. What's wrong with that? You wouldn't care. It's not like you're going to leave. You're watching Tito Nieves live in concert. You'd be more than happy to eat hot dogs with chicken nuggets and fruit punch. Zunilda Martinez wants to know, are you super excited for your show in Jersey? Sunilda, that's a great question. I am super excited for my show because I've spent these past months writing. So usually a comedian will spend his time between shows either uh, perfecting uh, his show or working on the material or, or just bouncing from club to club. This time around, I have not been able to do that because I've been writing uh, the sitcom, my pilot, and I've also been writing uh, the book that talks about my story uh, of going from an attorney to a comedian. So anytime that I've had these layoffs where I haven't performed, that show ends up being really special because I've been off stage for so long. So it's kind of like um, cuando tú te vas con mucha hambre, right? You've been without food for a long time and you finally eat. What do you do? Come bien rápido, right? And you overeat and then you get sick and you get a stomachache and then you regret it. But it, it's something like that. It, it, it made sense in my head. But the point is that uh, I'm going to come out on that stage in November at NJ Pack, and it's going to be special because I'm just dying to perform, especially made in Puerto Rico and especially at a big stage like the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, November 8 and 9. Get your tickets soon, elliecastro.com. How are you getting along with your neighbors with that loud music you play sometimes, says Cindy Rodriguez. That's the reason why I don't introduce myself to my neighbors, because I don't want to hear it. As long as they don't knock on my door complaining, I'm good. That's why I don't go over there, right? Because if I'm not going to knock on the door and be like, hey, by the way, I'm your new neighbor. I'm the reason why you can't sleep at night because of my music. They're going to be like, oh, while you're here, let us tell you how we feel about that. And I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want to welcome that. So basically, I'm that neighbor that you never see. So I try to just stay to myself in my home office. So I couldn't even tell you who lives to my left and to my right, you know? I'm not over at your house. Don't come over to mine, and we'll get along just fine. So as long as you stay in your house, we good. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. I don't want that. Laura Ramos, Denise Ortiz, and Damaris Romero, they want to know how we met. So Emmeline and I met 
technically on Instagram, but she had been going to some of my shows. I didn't know that. So she started following me on Instagram. And what I usually do sometimes, if somebody starts following me, I kind of check out their profile, right? Just to see who they are, make sure they're not like a former client, right? And, you know, just to check them out. So I checked out her profile and her uh, name was Doctora Ramos. So I was like, oh, mira esta, uh, Doctora, you know, she don't even got a first name. Now she's Doctora, who she thinks she is. So I started looking through some of her pictures and I was like, wow, she's, you know, she's pretty attractive. Uh, at the time I was single, right? Sort of. Entonces, I'm going through her pictures and I'm like, man, she looks really pretty. So I was with Mike at the time, Michael Kendall, my manager, and I show him the pictures. I'm like, do you know her? Mikey knows pretty much everybody in Chicago. I got to make sure he doesn't know her. <laughs> Mike knows, you know, stuff on people. Hey, if he doesn't know her, right, he knows her father. Okay. And, or her uncle or, you know, somebody else who's in jail. Right. So I'm like, you know, I'm doing my own background search. Right. And Mikey's like my background search. He's my, he's my FBI. So I'm like, Mike, what do you think? He looks at her. Right. I'm praying that he doesn't know her. I'm praying that he, he doesn't have some anecdote about her. And he's like, mm, I don't know her. I went bingo. Good. She passed. And he goes, you know what? You should ask her out. And I go, what? what he, well, I don't even, that's not even me. You understand? I once went to a nightclub one time, okay? A merengue nightclub. And it took me like two and a half hours to ask somebody to dance. Two and a half hours of standing by the bar, okay? Drinking cranberry juice and dancing with myself, okay? For two and a half hours, trying to work up the nerve to ask this lady that was at the end of the, of the bar. Two and a half hours. Finally asked her. You know what she said? She said, I know, esta, esta canción es muy rápida. And just like that, she scarred me for the rest of my life. I walked away like I'm never going to ask another woman to dance, ever. I was so traumatized. I felt like the whole club had stopped. I felt like the band had stopped playing just to stare at me, walk back to my spot by the bar where my cranberry juice was still waiting. As a matter of fact, the DJ saw that and felt so bad, he refilled it with ice. Like, uh, you're going to need this because, you know, you're going to spend the rest of the night right here. I got back to the bar. I went back to drinking my cranberry juice. I looked back. She was dancing. Yeah. She was dancing that same song, Que Era Muy Rápida. She was dancing with some guy. With some guy that definitely looked the part, right? Trigueño, alto, right? Because I understand. I understand it's a hard ask. If somebody like me walks up to, to a, a girl, uh, you know, in a club to dance salsa merengue, I get it. You look at me and you go, ah, esta quiere aprender. Like, I'm not here to teach, okay, sir? I'm not here to teach. I'm here to dance. And I'm like, I could dance. But you never want to persuade the person that you know how to dance. That's never a conversation you want to have at a club, right? You don't want to be like, hey, quiere bailar conmigo? Yo juro que yo sé bailar. I swear to God, I can dance. I've got talent. i got skills, okay? I know how to dance. I'm a natural dancer. But by that time, you know, she's getting security because she feels threatened. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, fine, you know? Del bochorno, I'm just going to stay by the bar, okay? Hasta que todo mundo se vaya, and then I'll leave. Because I felt so embarrassed. I never again asked a woman to dance. Okay. So it's not in my nature to ask Emmeline out through Instagram. ¿Qué eso? I'm like, no. The thought of rejection was too high. So Mike actually worded the message out. He goes, listen, type what I say. Tell her, uh, can we meet for lunch tomorrow? I fly out the next day. It'd be really nice to meet up with you and get to know you. You know, yours truly, Ellie. And I literally, I typed whatever he said. She got the message like, what, three days later? 
No, I think I got it the same day because I was working. And I remember saying no because I was working. So then she said no, right? Because she was working. But all I could hear was no, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm back at the club. And, and this girl is telling me that the song is too fast for her. And now her next Instagram post is going to be her having lunch with some other guy. Okay. So I'm like, that's it. You know, I'm going to block her. I'm going to unfollow her. Okay. I don't want to, I don't even want to look at her Instagram anymore. Okay. Then she comes back and she's like, but maybe we can get together another time. So I was like, okay, I still have life. I'm okay, right? I'm not going to kill Mikey for putting me out there like that. So we start messaging each other uh, back and forth on Instagram. Right. During that time, I was, let's just say, uh, befriending other women, right? Let's just say I was, uh, let's just say I had other friends that were girls, okay? And uh, there was a post that I put uh, one time on Facebook with one such female. And in jest, right, I put the next Mrs. Castro. And my Facebook page blew up. They were like, oh, my God, you're getting married. Felicidades. Oh, my God, can't believe it. Oh, my God. And then there were people that were like, oh, my God, how could you? She's too young. Oh, my God, that could be your daughter. Oh, my God, tu eres un sucio. I can't believe you. Shame on you, right? Mikey calls me while I'm out with this female. And he's like, take that post down. And I go, we're just having fun, right? Esta... Okay, calls me on my cell phone, which she had, but she chose to not use because we were messaging through Instagram. Porque una doctora, una muchacha buena. She calls me. I pick up. I go, wow, look, our first conversation. And she goes off. She's like, are you married? Hmm? Are you married? You got a wife? Are you engaged? What are you, what are you talking about? The next Mrs. Castro. I ain't, talking to, I ain't talking to somebody if they're married. I'm not in this for that. I'm a serious girl. And I go, ho, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I go, First of all, hello. Primeramente, buena noche. This is our first conversation, okay? And, and we we fighting already? You're already yelling at me? We've never even talked. I've never even heard the sound of your voice. Do you want the first impression of your voice to be a nagging one? Because it sounds like you're nagging already and we haven't even gone out on our first date. That's how we started. Through Instagram and then fighting on the phone. I go, girl, I'm not married or engaged, Okay. I'm just a player. I should have said that, but I didn't. I kind of kept that in parentheses, right? I, I kind of kept that to myself because when you're a player and you're trying to improve, you don't tell the girl you're talking to that you're a player in recovery. You just tell them you're good. You know, I'm good. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I'm good. Just, you know, hang in there with me, right? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nearing the end of my program. I'm about to graduate. I'm going to be a better man, right? So I just need you to see me. I, I need you to imagine me with a diploma in my hand, even though I haven't earned it yet. So then we went on our first date to Ann Sather's, which is an amazing little brunch place in uh, Lakeview, Chicago. Ieta shows up eight minutes late. I'm in the restaurant for eight minutes like I was at the club all over again. I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to pray, right? I'm trying to figure out, oh, my God, how do I recover from this? I, I left. I left a good woman, okay, to go see this one. You understand? Like, that was a sacrifice. And, and, and here I was, right, being rewarded by being stood up. So I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know. I think I'm just going to just block her right now. I'm not even going to ask where she is. Because normally you think, oh, my God, maybe something happened. Maybe she was in an accident. And I, all I could think of, you know, is how could she do this to me? Doesn't she know? 
how frail I am and vulnerable to rejection? Then she walks in eight minutes later. Como na? She, she walked in like if she was eight minutes early. She was skipping along and she saw me. She didn't even see me wiping the tears from my eyes. And she's smiling, right? And the first thing I said was I looked over and I went, finally. And I, what's going on? <laughs> now I'm mad at her. That's how we started our relationship. Mad at each other. Okay. That's how we started. And that's how we met. And by the way, after that, you know, we lived happily ever after. Maomeno. We had a little bumps here and there. But for the most part, uh, we've lived <laughs> we've lived happily ever after. Jose Rosa Jr. is asking, how is writing the sitcom different from writing your stand-up? Jose, that's a great question. It's very different because when I've written my one-man shows, I write them so I can perform them on stage, right? So um, there comes a point where it goes from paper um, to up on my feet, right? So it needs to be more conversational in nature. Uh, and there's a lot of shortcuts uh, when I'm telling a story on stage, when I'm telling a story verbally versus when uh, you have to read a story. So in book form, the stories are uh, more elaborate. They're more filled with details. Uh, and it's just it's a lot harder, right, because I can't just get to the funny however I want. I have to guide you. I have to guide the reader through these stories uh, in a way that keeps their attention and, and, and in a way that hopefully they'll see the humor at the end of it. But also it's more rewarding because I get to tell stories that I couldn't tell on stage. I get to be dramatic uh, and I get to be emotional and, and speak about those uh, stories in ways that I can't I can't do on stage. So, uh, oh, I was talking about the book. Okay, I'm writing the book right now. Um, Wow, I'm sorry, Jose. <laughs> Writing a show is different than the sitcom because in a one-man show, I'm doing all the characters, right? So I can go back and forth really easily. Uh, in a sitcom, I have different people that will play all those characters. So each of those characters need to have more than just a voice. They need to have a backstory. Uh, so I have to develop all these characters that normally in my shows would just exist for the purposes of that one scene. And then I could go back to being uh, myself as a narrator or I could just switch scenes altogether. But in a sitcom, the story has to has to be a, a little truer to those characters and they have to uh, it has to be a little bit more solid. Um, so it took me it took me a long time to figure out that structure, but I did. And I feel really good about it. Um, the pilot is based on when I moved when my family moved from Puerto Rico to, uh, to New York. Uh, and it's kind of um, it's loosely based on my show Made in Puerto Rico. So it's something that I'm really excited about. And it's something that I want to do more of. Lela Stella uh, asks, ¿Vas a hacer audiciones para tu sitcom? I hope to do auditions because that means that uh, we're going to do it, right? First is getting the, the pilot sold. And God willing, it gets sold. Um, and we get a green light. Then we get to cast. That would be that would be an amazing part to get to. But first, we got to get it sold. So, si Dios quiere, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Lourdes Bellingheri says sold in the name of Jesus. And I guess that's for the sitcom. So, thank you. Maylene Portillo says, let's put it in the universe. It will be sold. So, thank you, Maylene, for that. Mm. People are commenting that they want to know more about this quote other woman or the a good woman so they're referring to the the woman that i said that i left in order to see you right i didn't say i left her like uh like from a relationship it's just that i i literally left her right 
I was with her physically, and then I left her to go see this one. Okay, that's what happens when you're single. Now, all of a sudden, I'm the only one that's done that? Okay, everybody just calm down. Okay, relax. I am not one to say that I'm an expert in relationships. I'm not. I am not an ideal uh, uh, partner. I get it. Okay, I have my flaws, but I've also written about them. You know, I've done three shows about relationships. Three. And in all three, I discuss all my flaws. In fact, in one of them, I even talk about cheating. Now you tell me how many shows you've gone to, how many comedy shows you've gone to where the comedian not only talks about cheating, but admits to cheating, huh? None. Nobody does that. Okay. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people in my audience that when I do that, they get really uncomfortable because when I talk about cheating, you could tell, right? You could tell who I'm talking to because they get really quiet. They're like, you can see them thinking like, avanza ya, avanza ya. What, what's the next topic, yo? When you gonna move on from this, yo? I didn't pay for this, kid. I paid for a good time, okay? Enough, enough with the guilt trip. Nidia Tobias, you said you're writing a book. Is it about your comedy, she asked? Nidia, thank you for that question. Uh, I am writing a book about how I went from a lawyer to a comedian. And uh, it's a story of my journey. And I think it needs to be told because it's not just about following a dream. It's about what it takes to follow a dream. And I think it's a story that I want to share, not just with others, but with my son. So, si Dios quiere, I will wrap up this book by December 1st. Why December 1st? Because that's my son's birthday that he shares with my grandmother. And my grandmother was everything to me. So as a gift to her and as a gift to my son, I'll wrap this book up by December 1st and hopefully uh, have it for sale uh, soon thereafter. So I've been working hard. I haven't been on stage, but now you know that I've been working hard on the pilot and also on my book coming out soon. Miente, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, Facebook Live edition of El Podcast. Please download the podcast. Please subscribe and let me know what you think. That was a podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. For more information on my shows, mi gente, you can go to elliecastro.com and follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Could you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? I don't want that.